I'm just having a conversation with Patty Cakes because there's this idiot that we're friends with on Facebook that we went to school with. Um, we went to high school together. Yeah. Actually, we like we were in middle school together also. And she like created this post about, I don't care if you're getting vaccinated or not vaccinated. It's your choice and should never be mandated. And I'm like, oh, and you're a teacher? Like, <laughs> this is somebody you went to school with, you're saying? Yeah, this yeah. is somebody I, I went to high school with. Like, we've known each other since middle school, really. Gotcha. I didn't like her because she was kind of like a bully, but like, like a slutty, nerdy bully. Oh, really? It was the weirdest thing. Like, I was always like, ew, why do you guys like her? Because she looked like trash. And I'm not saying that she looked like trash, but she acted like trash. You know what I mean? Anyway, so apparently she's like an anti-vaxxer now. But she's a teacher. Really? And I'm like, how, how, how does do that work? How? Doesn't yeah. she have to be vaccinated? It's like to jumbo be a shrimp. <laughs> yeah. And I bet you her kids are vaccinated. Well, I bet you her kids got like the chicken pox vaccine and all kinds of stuff that you need in order to start school initially. Is there a vaccine for chicken pox? Yes. Really? Yeah. Because I just got it. And then they said, well, guess what? You can't get it again. Well, that's wrong. But Have you had <laughs> Have you had mono? No, that's not a, a crazy disease. Everybody the kissing knows. disease? Yeah. Have you had it? No. I have as a kid. I don't know how Pervert. I got it. I don't know how I got it as a kid. I got mono once, I believe. But what I other had meningitis disease? once. <laughs> and what is that? That is um, an infection of the the fluid that surrounds your brain, like bacterial infection of the fluid that surrounds your brain. So there's fluid that surrounds your brain, and somehow there's a bacteria that got in there, right. so it throws your brain so off. So do you remember when I was in the emergency room and they did that spinal tap on me? <laughs> that was a, a have to, even though it was just a migraine at that point, but because I've had meningitis before, they were just trying to make sure I wasn't like dying. That was a really crazy time. Yeah. The guy missed my spinal tap. How many times? Four times. Got it on the fifth time. Really? What? You don't remember how many times he was poking me in the spine? I, mean, I wasn't in the room, but I... Uh, yeah. Isn't this... What, what hospital was this again? I feel like that's like a really like low caliber. Marina Del Rey. It's a really low caliber. Room. They're like, whoops, we missed. We missed again. Yeah, and there was some guy screaming in the hallway the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been to the hospital since then. That's good. But when I was in the hospital for meningitis, and then I was in the hospital once before, and then I had both my kids at Cedars... Um, so I, I guess I had high, high expectations for a hospital. Cedars is supposed to be one of the really like big renowned ones. Cedar yeah. Sinai or whatever. Yeah. Is that like, um, it's like in Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills. Yeah. Okay. Is there another well-known hospital somewhere around here too? Well, there's St. John's that's in Santa Monica. Okay. And then. Which is the one that you said you wanted to go to? Because I know it wasn't Sentinella. <laughs> You're like, I live right behind it, but if I'm dying, don't take me here. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, when I lived in Inglewood, I was yeah. right next to the Sentinella. Nope. You're like, Mm-mm. if something ever happens, I will take do the not bus. take me to this one. But which one did you want to go to? St. John's? Or was it no, Cedars? Cedars. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Cedars. Um, and that's okay. It's like on the other side of town. Like, actually, when I went into labor with my son, we didn't have a car because they're... Dad. They're hard to come by. We didn't have a car. What? Are you trying to make a joke? No, I don't know. Maybe it failed. We're having a. We didn't have a, didn't car, have a car because he totaled it, and and so we didn't have a car. And uh, we called a taxi. No Uber yet. So this is two thousand six. Mm-hmm. No Uber yet. Um, and so we call a taxi, and we're like, uh, I'm in labor, oh <laughs> and he's gosh. like, Oh my god, I don't want to take you. And I'm like, Oh my god, I have no other choice. 
And we had to take the like the taxi from um from Pico Union to Beverly Hills to give birth in Cedars at Cedars. And it wasn't like a bougie thing. It was because my OBGYN that I had for is for my daughter also was the same one. So what's well, so wait, this was for your first This for my second. Oh, your second one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ouch. Now my fifth child. No, <laughs> stopped after two, right? Oh yeah, I'm like closer business. Good. Like shut that <laughs> shit down. Good, good, good. Yeah, it's, no. Like I was thinking about like my kids are teenagers and one's an adult now, and I was thinking, holy shit, if I would have had one of the other kids like that, I had the miscarriage, like I'd be insane right now. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah, I I can't even imagine any of that really. I haven't been down that road so I don't really I don't know I mean part of me tries to understand and I I do know that it's serious shit but I also are you talking about having kids yeah making it seem like it's like a disease okay oh I mean everybody (laughs) sees it differently I guess yeah yeah I don't know I, I I like that I gave birth to spooky ass creepy nerdy ass kids love it I like that I haven't given birth to anybody yet. I'm glad you haven't given birth to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What's that movie with the guy that has like a monster come out his butt? Oh, wait, you're talking about Bad Milo? Bad Milo, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is a weird one. Are we ever going to review that? Um, Hopefully not. If we ever watch it. But it reminds me of like just right now that I got a flash in my in my mind about High Society, the movie, like High Society, and it's that guy who's got a butt face. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, hey, it's Heidi and Stefan, and welcome back to the ice cream parlor. Yeah, welcome back. We are here on a very special Friday, the thirteenth edition. Let's just That's get right, right into it, right? We are reviewing Friday the thirteenth, not the franchise. The very but just the first, first movie, one. 1980s, Friday the 13th. Because it is August 13th, Friday the 13th, 2021. Yeah. And this is the first episode back since my birthday, so I'm wearing my special... Uh, level 40 complete. Level 40 complete. Now, I guess that makes sense because you haven't completed your 40th year, but if you take I'm at level a, 40. Yeah. Level, I get what you're saying. Level 40 complete. Like, have I f- completed 40? Yeah. Yet? That's like one of, like, that's like my kid for her graduation got a little bear that says, happy congratulations. Yeah. That's I, what that is. I didn't design the shirt, <laughs> but I really appreciate the gift that it was yeah, given no, to it's me. cool. And I'm 40 now. Happy so. birthday. <laughs> Shit's, uh, well, I'm on a whole new level now. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're going to start you. groaning as you move. And yeah, my <laughs> bones are going to start like, so, hurting and my liver's going to give out. Yeah, well, probably. <laughs> Drink like a fish. No, I still um, got it in me. But we still have to go pick up your birthday present. Hmm? Your new ber- your birthday present, your new grow light. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. okay. We're going to get back into some growing. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, don't tell anybody. But. Uh, so did you have a good birthday? I had a great birthday. I ate Korean barbecue with some of the best people in my life, and it was fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. It definitely was. And we still have this uh, Pink Floyd thing that we're going to go to, but uh, oh, they shit. got Is that this pushed weekend? back. Uh, no, I think it's September. September. Yeah. yeah. But um, still looking forward to that, too. 
you know, I'm, I'm looking at life in a whole new set of eyes right now. I'm 40, you know, like I, I made it this far, you know, some people, most of the people in my generation, (laughs) they didn't make it this far. So I made it this far and now I'm looking at, uh, going at least another 40 more and just having a good time with it, you know, yeah, at least. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, with that being said, uh, what else is new with you? Well, you're seeing things through a whole new set of eyes. I am as well because it is very painfully obvious to me that I need new contacts. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't wear glasses when you're making us record video <laughs> because then all the lights bounce off of my lenses and that's just ridiculous. Okay. Well, maybe but, we can make an adjustment. But um, I had to put in my contacts and they hurt a little bit because... Um, they're the dailies that I've been wearing for like a year. <laughs> so well, I think, I think I've worn them out. You might bit. need some new contacts. I might need yeah, some I new think contacts. the biggest time. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you look good and glasses or no glasses. I Thank still you. think I didn't know that was a work. question. <laughs> well, I'm just saying like it, um, We'll make an adjustment if we need to worry about the reflection in the glasses too. So don't worry about that. Or I can just squint the whole yeah. time. It's fine. Yeah. Totally fine. Not a problem. But All right. So you chose this movie yeah, to record uh, this day. Of course. I had to because it's Friday the 13th. How many of them are coming around? You know, Probably the, a lot. Well, but <laughs> full disclosure, back in the middle of quarantine 2020, October, for that whole month, even though we were sort of silent on the, uh, the airwaves out here and in the internets, um, we were watching a movie marathon every night basically for the month of Halloween. And one of the movies we watched was Friday the 13th, the original one. Uh, I just thought that it would be nice to revisit it in a full episode since it was August. It was my birthday, and there happened to be a Friday the 13th <laughs> in it. It just seems fitting, right? So why not go back to the classic and break it down? Um, and, yeah, so that was my thought on it. For the record, he did not warn me that there would be cameras involved, so this is what you get. Well, we said we are committing to audio episodes, which is what we're doing okay. now the video episodes may i or will may not go up yeah they may or may <laughs> not go up but we might as well have the cameras running while we're doing it just so that way we have the footage and maybe we put it on a patreon thing maybe the people who want to see the video want to put in like a dollar or two on the patreon thing that'll help us get the video out there easier um something like that but we're going to we'll record the it. footage in the meantime can we first invest on less creaky chairs yeah, if you stop Oh my God, doing what if it, I fell? <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Also, just don't try to emphasize it. But yeah, sure, we'll get some better chairs in here. Hey, you know, this is our home studio. So we're happy to have a place that we can do whatever we want to do and not also, be on anybody's... I wonder if it sounds like I'm farting. Well, try not to move around in it. Oh, wait, so speaking of farting... Oh, no, like... did you like let one loose at work or something? <laughs> no, even better. What? <laughs> What's better than so, that? I always pack a lunch, but I oh I always forget to eat my lunch. And on a Monday, I went in. On Monday, I went in and I took this salad, and it's called a, a salad. A salad. It's called um, a Asian sesame salad, the kind you get at Costco. It's like five bucks, and it feeds me all week. Uh-oh. Like it is the best salad ever. But I don't always remember to eat it. So come Thursday, I'm like, oh, I have a salad in the fridge. I open it up and my entire office is like fart because it was cabbage. Oh, man. It was so disgusting. (laughs) And I almost ate it because I was so hungry. That's gross. So instead, I got like a 
tuna salad from the vending machine. <laughs> well, that's probably not that much better, but you know, <laughs> they're like, like ooh, tuna salad. <laughs> that is not a, but but it didn't smell everybody else's office. Like it was, it smelled my private office, but not like the rest of the people that work there. Right. Now I have a coworker who brings seafood every that's, day. That's fucked up. And and heats it up in the microwave. It's like okay, it's like, it's like this. It's I'm not trying to sound elitist, but it's like. There's an episode in The Simpsons where um, Lisa and Bart go to like this school for like wealthy people and they make Lisa cry. And then the rich guy bullies are like, new money always cries. So me and one of the other girls at at, the, at work were like, new money always microwaves. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just think, go ahead, sorry. She heated up gumbo and we're like, oh my God. Like we got hit in the face with a wall of stench. I bet. And my boss is like Louisiana native. He's like, gumbo is not supposed to smell like that. Yeah. I just think bringing seafood to a work environment and And heating it up and no eating no. it in a yeah. space where it's going to waft into yeah. other people's offices some, is unprofessional. Yeah. Some foods are just no, not appropriate for workspace. Like, like I it take just, salmon. But I also like don't heat it up because I don't want it to get rubbery. Yeah. Well, anything that goes in the microwave, like, I mean, I just know like seafood is a big no-no Even popcorn work. smells up the microwave. Yeah. Like if you're not going to clean the microwave, don't <laughs> heat up some fish. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was like, dude, man, like you need to eat that shit outside. And so I'm the mean one. <laughs> Well, some people do that even like on airplanes and shit. They bring like food with them and they're like fucking trying to eat chicken cacciatore or some shit in the airplane. And it's like, ugh. There's, um, the last time I was on an airplane, there was a guy who brought in like the most oniony sandwich. Ugh. And I was like, oh my Not God. Not for me. And I have like the super sniffer. So <laughs> I like smelled it. It's like rose ahead of me and I'm like, oh my gosh. So anyway. That same girl, keep in, we share a refrigerator. She kept a whole ass onion that she was picking away at every every day she was eating lunch. A, a raw a onion? A raw onion that she left open and exposed what? in the shared refrigerator. That always baffles me, like people so in the workplace. So that's not me being extra. That's just like inconsiderate. Yeah, it just it's so weird. People in the workplace that just kind of, you know, do... Like, I don't know, like they were at home shit. Like I've always felt like that whenever I'm in a work environment or some other space like that. Yeah, of course. Like I never would do, like I always would be like more respectful or not want to, you know, use, even at work right now, like I hardly try to use the facilities. Like if I don't need to heat up some shit in the microwave or if I don't need to use the sink or whatever, like I just try to not, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, I, I feel you. Like, I and the feeling at home thing, like, the only thing I really do is, like, I take off my shoes, but I have a private office, so I don't have to worry about it. Yes, that's great. And my, I did tell my boss, if you want me to work this hard, you better let me take my shoes off. Like, you're lucky I don't wear pajamas. <laughs> do you have, like, a, I don't know, is it a carpeted floor? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, carpeted floor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, taking your shoes off on, like, a workspace environment. I don't know. Just taking my yeah. shoes off on, like. A warehouse floor. Yeah, warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, Speaking of which, today I was down in the in the production floor, and I had like this crazy ass like um, allergic reaction. Like you see right there where it was puffy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like on my hand, and it, it like it, like swole a little bit. So I don't know what I touched. You got some <laughs> sort of chemicals or something on you, maybe. You know what? Actually, I think. 
This is like, and I didn't get it on the other hand, but I did put gas in my car and use the glove, but maybe it was the glove I had an allergic reaction to. What glove? Do you mean like a plastic glove? God damn it, you stupid ass bugs. Do you see that shit? They're fruit flies. Yeah, well, they get drunk flies. These fuckers want to get in my beer and spoil my shit. God damn assholes. How did they even get in here? I don't know. They follow the golden delicious. This is like six rooms away from the kitchen. They follow the golden delicious. Maybe it's like some sort of weird curse somebody put on me and there's like little bugs that follow my beer. It was my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Whatever. I forgot what we were just saying. So why did you, so you choose, chose Friday the 13th just because it's Friday the 13th and yeah, you wanted it to. it seemed f- fitting. Okay, cool. And we have done like a few other, well, we did Halloween, which is technically one of the first slashers. And this is really right the yeah. second one, you know? Yeah. I mean, some could argue that this really is the second to like really so, go for the slasher 80s genre. Well, so you know? it was um like, so 70 what? 78, 78 was Halloween. 78 was Halloween. Yeah. And then Texas Chainsaw was 74. Right. So it was like the build up. Yeah. Um, I like Friday the 13th a lot for various reasons. Um, you're going to say that I fell asleep, but it's only because <laughs> I was tired and I had seen it so many times before that I was okay missing the ending. <laughs> this is obviously one that we both have seen multiple times. And I don't know, like... There's um, greatness in old movies, but, you know, we're 80s babies and, hey, you know, I don't know. There's something about that era that also, like, really hits home. It's just fun, you know. It's not even that it's, like, you're supposed to take it serious. It's just fun, you know. Um, Yeah, what what is your, like, first experience with this movie? Do you, like, remember the first time you watched it or did you have to sneak it? So here's the thing, again. 80s child growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies or rated R movies or any of that. Now... What I would do is just, you know, so, well, I mean, okay, realistically, what it was is that it's all folklore in the beginning as a, as a kid. There's commercials. There's, you know, the trailer yeah, coming yeah. out for the next movie. There's merchandise. Like, Freddy had the glove. You could go to KB Toy Stores, and in a certain section, you could get this fake Freddy glove. So, for and, this um, movie, because, spoiler alert, I don't know who hasn't seen this movie yet, but um, there's no... Jason Mask. No. In the first do, one. So what was the merch in, for like the original, like the first it one? It probably was, I mean. Like so a machete? They, well, that, no, I don't think it was. Because she, was it a paddle? They like probably a, didn't a, have merch. Oar? They didn't have merch back. <laughs> that was probably like them just hitting it off. They didn't know they were going to get into this merch and this franchise thing. The Mask came in in part three and that, you know, like even. Kevin Bacon Chokers. Get it? Kevin Bacon Chokers. Nice. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Bacon, it's fucking, it's funny that he's in this movie, you know? Yeah, so what, so, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street had Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, and this one uh, has Halloween Bacon. had JLC. Yep, yep. And this one has Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Yep. <laughs> well, going back to the, what you were asking me about, like, my experience with it. So, I kind of think that for me, let's see, I probably would have been, let's see, 1986, I was five years old. So I don't know at what point they were in the saga by then, but I definitely probably knew of Jason and Friday the 13th between the ages of like six to 10 years old. Yeah, because you were negative one when this movie came out. So right, you saw right. it, what, like when you were like eight? No, I probably saw this one when I was way older, which is what I'm trying to explain is that I probably never watched a Friday the 13th or any of those movies. I think maybe Child's Play might have been one of the first movies I saw all the way through. I do remember, I think, 
Puppet Master, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, a few other like little you know ones like that. But as far as like seeing a Friday the Thirteenth movie in its entirety, I would have had to be at least in middle school, high school, or older because there was no way that was happening in my life at that time. Right. Um, but I do remember the folklore of who Jason was and the hockey mask, and there was a Nintendo game, which was one of the there was hardest. Was a Nintendo game hard? It was so hard to beat. It was so hard. Friday the Thirteenth Nintendo yes. game. Yes, you go through the woods and Jason comes out and you basically just die. It's one of those ones that makes you so, so mad. So you win when you die? <laughs> you can't fucking pass the game. I mean, it was so difficult. So that was really what it was. It's more of a folklore. He's more of like, a, um, you know, our version of like Hansel and Gretel or something like that, you know? like. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I got older, yeah, I saw, you know, some of the other ones scattered in between, like maybe Jason... I don't know, maybe six or seven or eight. Eight is Manhattan. I do remember being in maybe like high school. And that and then one, he goes to hell? Yeah, yeah. That so one, I, I remember that one yeah. too. And then he know. went to space. Space, yep. So that one, that's where, while it was coming out, I was more like out of an age that I could go to the theater and see it. Oh. But the ones before that, I, at a certain time when I could get you know my own blockbuster card or whatever i did go back and start watching a lot of these movies hellraiser friday the 13th nightmare on elm street child's a lot of those like 80s slasher ones halloween even i went through and i started watching them in in their whole series so i've seen it a few times through but again it wasn't when i was a kid but the the mythology of it really still hit Mm -hmm. home like it's one of those things that it spooked me as a kid and i'm you know, even though it's funny and like comedic now, it has a special place in my heart for, uh, for that Friday kind. the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth. All of those movies in that way, uh, okay. you know. But yeah. yes, so yeah, so Friday the Thirteenth um, has it doesn't star Kevin Bacon, but Kevin Bacon is in it. In it, right? But it's not my favorite um, Kevin Bacon horror movie. Is he even a star at this point? No. Like. We don't no. really know who Kevin Bacon no. is. No, but my favorite. So no, I don't think so. Um, I mean, what what year was Footloose? Let me see. Footloose, Footloose, probably nineteen eighty four. Eighty four. Yeah. So I think that was his big break. Um, but uh, Kevin Bacon, like my favorite horror movie of his is Hollow Man. <laughs> oh right. Like I, he was also in Stir of Echoes, which is pretty good. Yeah. But Hollow Man, Hollow Man. when he like raped that girl as an invisible man, <laughs> terrified me. I don't really remember it. I'd probably have to go back and watch it again. But I do remember the movie, like, you know, it Elizabeth Shoes in it. Oh, okay. Okay. I only remember it because her name last name is Shoe. Yeah. <laughs> bacon <laughs> and Shoe. Bacon shoe, and shoe bacon. Yeah. It's like things <laughs> are your name. Yeah. Um but but yeah, I like the, that's my favorite. But I did appreciate now as an adult, now knowing Kevin Kevin Bacon for all his filmography, um, to see him and in and try to be like the cool guy, and it was fun. So let me ask you about Friday, this movie, Friday the Thirteenth, the original. When did you first see it, and what's your memory of it? I don't remember. Oh, I first saw it. You know, I don't remember it being like an impactful thing. Like I was fortunate enough that, well, so I grew up not being able to watch TV like on a regular basis, but we also were allowed to rent movies whenever we wanted, as long as we had the money for it. And 
were we were not restricted. Of course, they wouldn't let us rent porno or anything. Right. Yeah. But, but we were allowed were, to rent whatever we want, rated like, R, whatever. Yeah, like they yeah. didn't care. You were the guys that I wanted to come hang out with. Like, yeah. <laughs> my so... parents wouldn't let me do. I was like, can I go hang out with their employees because I want to go watch some fucking crazy shit. <laughs> um, but um, so my mom worked graveyard shift uh, on the weekends, so we really got to do whatever we wanted when when because my stepdad worked the swing shift, so we were. Uh, not allowed to watch TV, but we would rent movies and we were allowed to watch the movies. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we really unrestricted. Yeah. So it wasn't, um, oh my gosh, we got to get the Pride of the 13th. It was uh, already like ingrained in, in our lives because mm-hmm. I would have been eight years old by then. So it would have it would have been 1990 or so when I watched it. Yeah. That, that's the first I, one you mean? Or when just I watched any, any of horror movie, oh, any yeah, of any, the horror yeah, movies, right, aside right. from Fire Starter and Child's Play. Right. Um, and dolls, oh my gosh, dolls! Um, <laughs> like it would have been um, when we moved to South Central because that's where we learned about video rental places, and that's when we got our first VCR. Right. Yeah. Right. So it would have been around 1989, 1990 because we moved around the time I was eight, and that's when we would have started that. So it would have been in that general area, um, t- general time frame. But it was just like just woven into the fabric of my childhood. Yeah. yeah it wasn't like too. oh my gosh, you know. Well, um, but it is, you know. We we ha- suddenly went from an apartment we shared with like I don't know eight to ten other people to a house where we had space and so my brother and I would love to just scare the crap out of each other so if <laughs> if my brother was like in the bathroom I would just we would just go up and go yeah like on the bathroom door did you ever turn the lights off on him in the bathroom because the light was on the outside yes and you he have. would do it to me all the time and that sucked during that time of the month because I'd be like, what the fuck, bro? (laughs) Well, that's a really, I mean, I feel like I would do it to people. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's like it's a flaw funny. in this. It's funny. Like, I feel like I would laugh hard. <laughs> well, it was it, it was funny. Um, it was funny to scare each other like that. And um, my bedroom was next to the bathroom. So when I would hear somebody in the bathroom, I'd just start pounding on the thing. like Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear them taking a shit. But I also wanted to scare them. Um, but, yeah, so it was just, you know, it was just a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely was in... You know. Like the scaring part of it just came naturally because like the house we grew up in, like it was totally haunted. Well, like, yeah. It was totally haunted. Yeah. And there was um like from the dining room where we would from the yeah, from where we would eat dinner, like not the that formal dining room, but like just regular table. Um, I could see down the hallway to where my room was, and every night at dinner I'd be able to see this dark figure like walking into my bedroom. Yeah. Like the shadow. Yeah, as kids, we believe these things and we see so many things. Turns out I have horrible eyesight. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because as an adult, I'm like, oh, I needed glasses all these years. So So, let me ask you another question. Did you ever go away to a camp? What am I, wealthy? (laughs) My name is Heidi, but I'm not that. Well, you've gone Um, camping. I've gone camping. I've gone camping most of my life. Like those are my fondest Family, but you didn't grow memories. up in a family where you guys got We'd go sent out off for to summer camp, camp for no. summer. Yeah, well, no, but like you know, school sends you to certain things. So like, I was part of this smoke free camp, right? <laughs> and uh, after the after we finished the dare program in elementary school because we were inner city youths, and so they sent us to smoke free camp, and it was like maybe four nights 
at a camp. Um, and it was the weirdest experience of my life. That's when I learned I snored because everybody told me I snored. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, smoke-free camp. Well, how old were you at the time? I would have still been in elementary school. Oh, so you're not even smoking yet, no, no. matter what. So it didn't even yeah, matter. But I don't do drugs because I signed a contract with the D.A.R.E. program. <laughs> okay, good for you. Um, but then when I was in... I think I rolled that contract up and smoked it. <laughs> I probably did. Uh, when um, When I was in middle school... When I was in high school, actually, no, I think maybe middle school, um, my mom sent me away to like this program my my high my school had at that point. Well, I don't remember if it was middle school or high school. It was when I was in the white section of town, so it was, you know, at some point, and um, we stayed at like this military boot camp for a week. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I never grew up in a household that sent me off to summer camp. I had a tent that I pitched outside of my yard because we had a pretty big yard. But I had never been, like, camping in the woods, although we had a really thick um, area of woods behind our right, property you, at that time. Right, because your childhood home was in, like, Massachusetts. Massachusetts so yeah. And it, like, bumped up against, mm-hmm. like, the woods, yeah. essentially. Yeah, I think I told you in another episode about the little, like... Uh, yeah, the little shanty Blair towns Witch. that you built. <laughs> well, no, we had our little fort, but then we also came across some other fucking, like, oh, Blair yeah. Witch-style yeah, thing that was, like, out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but anyway, uh, there's a lot of things that, you know, Massachusetts is a really old place. There's a lot of history, Revolutionary War, a lot of dead bodies, you know, who knows, you know. Um, But, but yeah, so I, but I never did go to any kind of summer camp or a lake house kind of thing or whatever. Um, But this is like the setup that, and again, this is 80s, so it's sort of like set the the trend and everybody started following suit with like sleepaway camp. camp Oh, but sleepaway camp is... Like on its own, like amazing. Yeah, well, it did a great job of being its own movie and yeah. not a copycat or whatever. You yeah, know? so I mean, it, it's still set at, at a camp, mm-hmm. um, but then you have like the Adams family did the same kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just it's it's what I imagine kids really fear is when they go away from home, mm-hmm. right? So the kids go, kids try to be brave, but they go away from home and they're like, "Oh shit, something is going to happen to yeah. me." Yeah, and you're around a bunch of other people that you're not like they're not necessarily like, the same kids you went to school with. I never with got whatever, that though, right? Like, why would you? Yeah, correct. Well, I don't know. I've never been to. One. I know that's what I'm saying. I and, don't think and it is. Also, like, I grew up in a very like sheltered space when when I was still loved <laughs> before I came out. I was in a very sheltered space. Like, I wasn't like literally not allowed to cross the street. Like, literally across the street from my home. Like, I had to always be on the property at all times. Yeah. Um, and even going to my grandparents' house, like, the reason I would spend summers with them is because my grandmother would, like, craft uh, an excuse for, oh, I need her to help me with housework. Can you leave her with me for the summer? And then I'd be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. And that's how I got my job because I, I, um, that's how, oh, and then my my, my uncles were like, oh, you, we can get you a job. I was like, 10 10 to 12 uh we can get you a job and we'd go sell desert sun newspapers like the local newspapers in palm springs in front of the luckies oh right yeah. oh you told me about that <laughs> yeah. that's where that creepy guy almost tried to like remember you said from the in and out he like tried to like that's when i worked at in and out as a teenager okay oh sorry. as a as a college student in vegas sorry but this, this was, was still vegas though right this is palm springs i oh, literally palm, just ah, sorry 
Sorry, I wasn't paying attention to details. I know you weren't. I wasn't paying attention to details. My bad, my bad. bad. What color are my eyes, Stefan? Caca brown. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, yeah, so I I can't imagine um, how how kids felt like being sent away. I imagine maybe they, at some, after some time felt it normal and it was like, okay, this is just what I do. It's my vacation away from home. But I can, I, I, I can also imagine initially they're like, Oh, why did my parents send me away? And as a parent, I can also think about, Oh my God, what am I going to do? Like when my, now that my kids are older, I'm like, what do I do with all this free time? I guess start a podcast. Now, guess what? In this movie, we never find out any of that because the kids never even show up. <laughs> Jason well, sort of kids, starts hacking people up. The kids um, were supposed to be inner city youth, too. So oh, they right. would have yeah. chopped up little Heidi. Yeah. Heidi gone sizzle. But, um, <laughs> but all I'm saying is, like, yeah, we never even get to that point. Like, they are just setting up. They're prepping and... You know, camp blood, it's it's cursed, you know? Yeah, so... So let me... Um, all right. One thing I did want to mention, I guess, because I know, like, we usually... You said I'm taking the lead on this one, and we usually start with some of the credits and all that. So I could tell you that this movie was directed by, I believe, Sean S... No, Robert S. Cunningham, Sean S. Cunningham, something like that, right? Sean S. Cunningham. All right, there. I I shouldn't have doubted myself. But then also, this movie is uh, special effects are done by Mr. Tom Savini, which is obviously, you know, one of the godfathers of of, uh, (laughs) movie special effects. So... Yeah, it's um, it's one of the you know again it was an early on thing. Um, I think a little bit of history that I do remember reading up on is that the director, um, he took out an ad in Variety magazine to push the movie before there was even a script. He basically was creating the folklore before just like going off the name Friday the Thirteenth and having like a a short clip of a trailer of that logo smashing into the glass or something like that yeah and that's Um, like the first like instance of viral marketing i think because that that's really like what do you do like hitchcock right so like hitchcock he created he did his own advertisements for psycho right and he would go and and cause like all of this noise behind the movie like same thing it's like you do what you need to do to get your movie out well you sent me a link when we were doing this episode on this thing for camp uh what was it the uh, camp blood or whatever um it was like a or was that what no the bloodbath or bloody beginnings of bloody beginnings Uh of some yeah so that link had to do with basically the history of the whole friday the 13th saga but it started off with earlier like they said you can't talk about this genre or this slasher you know uh, category without talking about what came before, and one of which obviously was Hitchcock. But oh, but also when our very very first episode, Peeping Tom, Peeping Tom, yep. And you see the so we're not going to go through the steps of each of uh, each part of the movie because everybody should have seen this movie yeah, by now. Yeah, we'll just have a conversation yeah, about it. Absolutely. But I after I saw this, I was like, oh my god, yes, it's Peeping Tom yeah. because it's the voyeuristic. Like just angles of like 
watching the camp, the 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 counselors from across the lake, and mm-hmm. yeah, and just the, the POV angles, shots. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh! And it made me want to watch Peeping Tom yeah. again. So maybe we can review it again, like now that we're better at this. Sure. Ish. Um, <laughs> another one of the great classics that they mentioned was again. They said like this wouldn't have come about if it wasn't for HGL. Yeah, HGL. Herschel Gordon, Herschel Gordon Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. He is one of the um the he he is one of the foundations of the horror genre. Yeah. And so those were like early 60s like movies 2000 or Maniacs, mm-hmm. Blood Feast, yeah. like he, those, like we have like we've watched those movies absolutely. ad nauseum yep. probably. And again, it wouldn't have come around if it wasn't for some of the godfathers and that's like the same with music and everything else but i definitely see how because like you were saying like when you look at the pov type of shots and then plus some of the well the hgl um um, like component to mm -hmm. it would totally be just how slashy mcslashington is (laughs) like like like, the savini aspect yeah the savini aspect of it exactly um it's just the brutality for the sake of brutality right Mm -hmm. yeah so that's also kind of like one of my favorite things so it's i feel it i feel it so i was very surprised to see that and i was actually i felt very validated yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i was just thinking about something that just came to my head randomly and now or like during the movie no now right mm-hmm. this moment um i sort of like just remembered that in some of the research I was doing that they said there might. So LeBron James, I believe is supposedly trying to put together another Friday, the 13th movie, which would be Friday, the 13th, the 13th. 13th. Yeah. yeah. Supposedly he's doing that. He's like bought the rights or something. Yeah. But I'm like, like, didn't he already do space jam? Well, yeah, I think that just came out. So somehow like when we were telling Jam. me your story, I ended up also wandering off and thinking about yeah, LeBron James. Yeah, that's you didn't realize what I was saying. <laughs> uh, I'll be like daydreaming about LeBron James. We can have was... a conversation about that later. Um, but Space Jam was actually one of my favorite movies. Like my sweet 16th birthday cake was a Space Jam cake. Wow, that's cool. Uh, yeah. You believed you could fly. No, but I wanted cake. And that's what they <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I told my mom I like the Tasmanian Devil ones, and suddenly my 16th birthday present is um, a Space Jam cake. And it's also the year that my dad gave me a Ken doll because I guess he thought it was appropriate for a 16 year old. Okay. But actually, that was the first Ken doll I ever had because. What did you do with it? Because I know you weren't interested in the Ken doll. Oh, I painted his torso pink. <laughs> and my brother promptly rubbed its head off and then it had to be glued. So he was constantly like. <laughs> when I was in the band, we were riding around one time somewhere in some crazy parking lot. We found a head of a Barbie doll. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think and it was like all picture. like raggedy and the hair was like flying. So I we took the head and we put it on the antenna of the van (laughs) and it would like spin and like flap around and the hair would like shoot back and everything when we would drive. That was a curse. Why would you do that? (laughs) It was so funny. People would see us driving and the head is spinning and it would like look at them and look back and shit. (laughs) It was so fun. (laughs) It was so fun. Well, so right now, and I'll post a picture of this on, on Instagram, I think, but, um, 
my friend Savannah makes wreaths, mm-hmm. and she gave me a beautiful one for the spring, but then she gave me a morbid one for the most wonderful time yep. of the year. And it's like black and purple wreath, and it looks raggedy and, and torn, and it has these two doll heads on it yep. with creepy black eyes. Uh, it's so creepy. Isn't creepy. it beautiful, yes. though? <laughs> it's very creepy. Very it's creepy. Awesome. Like, I highly recommend everybody get a wreath. <laughs> from savannah all right <laughs> she, no she's she's like an actress in her own right so i doubt she's like taking orders for that but if she is go get one it's awesome she like takes exactly what you want and like what you have in your mind she will do it it was perfect it was perfect there you go and i just realized my mom saw it that would explain why she's been staying away oh because it okay. also has a pentagram on it does it yeah oh Okay, I think I, d- I haven't even noticed that. It's so normal to me. I was like, oh, it's just a fucking... Like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, nice. Just a wreath. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's cool. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. We're talking about Friday the 13th. Um, so, we haven't... So, like, if we want to, like, get into the movie a little bit, like, obviously this one is, you know, the whole setup. It's the origin story. So, we can... Why don't we talk about it in three parts? Okay. One, um... It's back in 1958. Yeah. When um, Jason, the little boy. Yeah. The little boy. So it, that's when Jason was allowed to drown because the camp counselors were out fucking. Yeah. Yeah. And um, somebody comes in and slaughters them. Yeah. And that's when Friday the 13th starts. Pretty easy premise. Yeah. You know? And we've seen that over and over again since then. But it does make me think like... Why would camp counselors be teenagers and be left also to be, um, because they're all teenagers. Why would they be unattended as well? Like when I, I only went to camp those two times. The second one, it was everybody was military, but the first one, everybody was an adult. I think this is an instance where we were in a different generation that this just didn't really happen. Like counselors, teenagers? I think back then, like I, 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 I'm not sure, but I bet that if we talk to our like, like my mom or her generation, that I'm sure Listeners, they were there. If, if they you were there. know, let us know. Well, you got to look at it. Like Hollywood made the movie, and these guys were writers, so it's, some of them were probably writing off of firsthand experience. And I'm I sure at so. some point that's where it was. You know, like the age of being an adult as an 18 year old or whatever is is totally changed because a lot of the, our parents were adults at like 12, 13. 13 years old. Yeah, I totally get it. Like, I always knew I was going to be a single mom, even when I was a kid. I always knew I was going to have kids. Um, my daughter... <laughs> way to go. Way is, to, like... Follow your dreams. Follow your dreams, like, my daughter yeah. Wouldn't, like, she says already, the bloodline ends with me. Like, I am not having kids. You will have canine or feline grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Like, I totally get it. It's completely different. But still, like, for somebody to say, yeah, just throw a bunch of horny teenagers in together to take care of other horny-ass teenagers... Totally will work. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You're right. To me, it's, again, 80s folklore mythology. It's sort of like so, it doesn't I mean, have to be super real. I guess it might real. make sense but because, um, you know, cheap labor, yeah. right? Like summer jobs and such, but it's very irresponsible. <laughs> like you could grow up watching this era of movie and be a kid at the time and be like, oh, I could have been a 
kid that went to the camp. Then all of a sudden you grow up and you're in high school and now you could watch the movie again and be like, oh, I could have been the counselor. You yeah. know? Then you grow up a little bit more and you're like, oh, I could have been Jason. <laughs> and then you grow up a little bit more and you're like, what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> so I do have one more thing to comment about the opening scene. Yeah. Somebody walks in on these two teenagers about to get down. And the dude is like, we were just messing. And then he gets killed before saying we were just messing around. Can you imagine getting caught, like trying to get down with somebody? And no. And what would would your first thing be like? Oh, we were just messing around. No shit. That's why you're in trouble. That's why you have a fork in the eye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know that you were messing around. Yeah. Like, what would be your out? Oh, I I fell, and she happened to catch me with her dirty pillows. Like, I mean, what is the out there? I don't know. Like, the thing is, at that moment, you're already caught, you know, and, like, you're going to just say something stupid because you don't want to, like, go down admitting <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah, you know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. But the opening scene was great. I think that they did a great job instilling some sort of, like, terror and, mm-hmm. like, suspense and craziness of, like... POV shots. Yeah. The, 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 the fear that you see in the girl's eyes when it freeze frames on her is actually yeah, really good. Yeah, you don't expect... I mean, after Friday the 13th, you do kind of, but before Friday the 13th, you don't expect horror, shock, and gore mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. On In the first scene, in the opening credits. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. So that sets the tone for the movie. And now we have the movie starting off with... Um, 20 years later. Yeah. 20 years 1978. later. 1978. They're essentially going to reopen the camp again. There's some guy whose name's... I forgot what his name is. Crazy Ralph. Yeah, no, not Crazy Ralph. I'm talking about the guy who's sort of like a creepo oh, the pedophile. The new owner. The new owner. Is, yeah. Uh, He's working hard to open the camp again. He's not trying to listen to this camp blood myth, and he's got a bunch of people that are again young. Is it Bill, the new owner? Uh, well, whatever. This is what we happens. We don't really pay attention to all the details. We just like. The Weed, part where says. the killings happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, it's a new new guy trying to open it. It's a family business. Like, he's trying to reopen it. So, long story short, you got a bunch of kids who are about in their late teens or something coming to help this guy open up a camp. and Oh, Steve Christie. Steve Christie, that's his name, yeah. And then so they're all oh, sort I of... I get it, Christie, like Crystal Lake. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they're all coming uh, and, you know trying to basically set up before the kids get there to get everything in order. And so you got this one girl, Annie, who's supposed to be the cook, and then a, another group of, uh, which is Kevin Bacon's crew. I think him, the dorky kid, and then the girl who so uh, is, I, is he, she's Kevin Bacon's girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Annie is actually trying to hitchhike her way to mm-hmm. Crystal, Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. And that's where she goes into a diner. She asks for directions. She gets a ride by some truck driver, but they also run into Crazy Ralph, who is like, that's Kent Blood, you're cursed, you're going to die up there, whatever. And that also like sets up the foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, one thing I did want to you know point out was the whole like killing of the snake thing. Like, I don't know how you felt about that. I know it was like pre-PETA days, and oh, so- they just chopped that thing up. Yeah, so later um, on when everybody's at the camp, minus Annie the cook because she gets killed on the way there. Killed right. with a T. Um, <laughs> she gets killed on the way there. Uh, they find a, a snake in one of the cabins and they actually kill the snake, right? 
They actually did, yeah. Apparently, that was an actual thing that happened to one of the... If it wasn't Savini or somebody who was one of the crew members or whatever, mm. and that actually happened. Because the, the crew members stayed in the cabins, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, basically, they decided to throw that scene in the movie, and they just had a real snake there, and they chopped its head off, which I'm not really sure if I have a problem with, because I'm not a big a fan snakes. of snakes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like in... Um, Cannibal Holocaust, where they kill that turtle. Yeah, well, I have a problem with the turtle because I like turtles. Yeah. I guess some we people all. Like snakes. Yeah, some people like snakes. So to each his own. And you know what? That's how the world is. We just have to learn to accept one another. Thanks for the lecture. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the whole, the whole uh, relationship between all of them is a little like interesting because there's one girl that I swear is a lesbian. Which one? Um, the vegan. Which one's the vegan? The one who was the one who at one point was setting up the um okay, the archery. There's three girl. Okay, so yeah, there's the, three girls. The, the there's the final girl, which is Alice. Alice. No, then, is is that Alice? Yeah, that's Annie. Annie. No, Annie's the cook oh, who dies. Oh, Annie's the cook that dies. Alice. Right, Alice. Okay. Yeah, she's the final girl. Brenda, because Marcy is Kevin Bacon's girlfriend. Brenda. Yeah. So okay. Marcy's Kevin Bacon's girlfriend. Brenda. I, I swear, is, Brenda is lesbian. Like. Well, maybe, but she likes to play strip monopoly, which yes. is actually a fun idea. I don't want to play that because I'm very <laughs> aggressive at Monopoly. <laughs> you don't want to know where your shoe ends up. <laughs> uh, um, but there's very interesting characters. that They're very, like, one-dimensional, except for Brenda. Um, Annie also has, like, some background. Like, she has a little bit more depth to her. But ultimately, they're just very, like, just veneers. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, this is just the character, which is fine. Because ultimately, you want everybody to die. Um and and you don't know who's killing. You don't know who's killing. You don't know who's killing. And it's kind of maybe it's Crazy Ralph. Maybe it's the cop. Maybe it's uh, right. This one obviously. Maybe it's um. It's the it's Steve Christie. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. So well, when, so the Giallo thing is also another aspect of this movie too. Yeah. And Giallo are my favorite. We are watching it knowing that Jason is. You know, we already know. You know, it's different. But like we, I haven't had that experience. So for this movie, Friday the Thirteenth part one from mm-hmm. 1980 we don't know who the killer is right and well, it's a whodunit mm-hmm. exactly but that's what i'm saying we didn't get to have that experience where we could actually watch it not knowing what the ending is we well, already knew we knew going that in. it was quote unquote jason but we didn't actually know that it was dun 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 the mom the mom well okay so the first time you, i watched it through all the way i did have some already prior knowledge to know at that point that in the first one it was Jason's mom. Mm. Like that's what I mean. Like I never had we the ability the to reveal. go through that movie without knowing that it was gonna be the mom. Yeah. So it's like seeing the sixth sense and already knowing Yeah. That the that end, Bruce what the is, yeah, is, is dead. dead. Yeah. But that's exactly the Giallo aspect of it is the like who done it thing. And that's also another part of it that I think really made the movie, you know, significant. It, it's elements of all the best. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and I didn't, so I didn't think she was like a vegan. I did think that that girl was like, you know, um, playful, but not necessarily a, like a lesbian vegan or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> did you just say vegan and not lesbian? Because I assumed that vegans were lesbian. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. He's kidding, y'all. Yeah, um, I'm just joking. No, uh, 
I well, she's at least a vegetarian because she didn't want hamburger. She wanted salad, and it was like oh, really? a very obvious like like stuff. dialogue about how she doesn't eat meat. Like that was inserted into the movie. It wasn't just a background noise. It was purposefully in there. Yeah. And then the reason that I thought that she was a lesbian is because she didn't like fall into the um, fall for the charms of Bill the. The not wait the non Kevin Bacon guy, um, when he was trying to flirt with her by almost killing her with a bow and arrow. Yeah. Um. And she, uh, when she goes and plays strip poker, she glanced at, uh, Alice. So how do you in a re- certain way okay. that I'll, and then she goes, oh, we'll right. try it again we'll next time again or something. Now. And I'm uh-huh. like, ooh, damn, I've been there. Okay, okay, okay. I see <laughs> that's it. all it was. So um, how, how maybe you, it's not intentional, but that's how I picked up on it. Okay. And you know I can what? see that. At now. least we get some. I can see that. We get, <laughs> get some visibility on my Alphabet Mafia out there. <laughs> <laughs> Alphabet Mafia. So how do you rank the characters in this movie? Like, who's the most sane? Do you think? The, I think the most sane has to be Brenda. Brenda. Yeah, because. She did everything, quote, the right way. She took care of herself. Like, she brushed her teeth. She took herself to bed. She put on a light in case the generator went off. She had a candle with her. She had a flashlight with her. She um, she took a book with her because she knew she was going to go to bed. And she heard somebody call for help, and she didn't immediately run out the door. She heard somebody call for help, and she checked to make sure okay. that she heard it, and then proceeded cautiously. So that's why you're saying like Alice was doing dumb shit because Alice she... was kind of doing dumb shit, but also Alice was not as independent, I think, as Brenda was. Brenda, yeah. yeah, Alice was like, "Oh, Bill," the whole time, so, which is fine. It's just fine. Some people just don't do it like that. So but how... I think she was she was caught in like this affair with Steve Christie. Who is the owner of who? The, Brenda. Yeah. No. Really? No. Alice. Oh no, Alice. I right. think Alice yeah, was yeah. obviously in an affair with that guy, and then she had to no. go back to yeah. And no, then she she wasn't in an affair with Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. She was sleeping with him. No, Alice. <laughs> yes. No. Because he was telling you th- her you stay until Friday, and then he like rubs her cheek yeah, in a very suggestive manner, and she you, didn't say no. But do you? Right, but you think that that was because they've already done the deal? I thought I, that was him hitting on her. I I felt it more of a we're very familiar. Kind you of took thing. it as like they've already done that. I took and it as in they're like, very familiar. Huh? And then on top of I that, thought she, he, sorry, I just thought he was being creepy. Yeah, he was because even if a girl said want no, even if a girl said yes one time, if she says no the second time, the answer is no. Even if you've already gone there once. Okay, I get it, but I just, I didn't see that. But I well, like this. I like that you show me a different perspective because I'm like, whoa, really? It could have been. And then when they were, he was trying to talk her into staying for another week. She's like, I really have to get to California to take care of some stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you're in California, why the hell are you across the country at this shitty ass place when you have shit you have to quote take care of over there? Like she just felt like there was some underlying issues. Okay, so she's probably has relations with. Steve Christie. I, I mean, I think so. I mean, okay. of course, I could be okay. totally wrong, but I like this idea in my head. Okay. Because you, I don't know. I just picked up certain things in reading the body language of the people in the movie. Yeah. yeah. So I, I feel I feel Brenda is a little bit more solid because she didn't have to go to a new place and immediately hook up with somebody. Sure. She went to a new place and understood that she sure. didn't have to. She could just be herself. Sure. Or gay. <laughs> and nice. or gay. Now, I think the one of the more unstable characters, even though he doesn't really Bill? do anything crazy, is is it is it is his name Bill? The guy with the glasses is that Bill? 
Yeah, I think that's Bill, but that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the guy who's the Joker. Like, he's just sort of like this man-child, and he's, like, jealous and wants to get laid, but there's nobody there that really wants to fuck him. Ned. Is that his name? Ned, yeah. Yeah, Ned. Not Bill. I meant Ned, but it was Bill. I mean, I meant... I meant... I meant Ned, but said Bill. Uh, Yeah, the crazy one that came down with Marcy and Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah, he's totally unstable. Like, he would have been a sex offender if he hadn't been killed the fuck up by Mrs. Voorhees. Yeah. Because he was... He doesn't get a real on-screen death. His homie is Kevin Bacon, and the whole time he's trying to put the moves on his girl. And then when, when Kevin Bacon is making out with his girl, with his own girl... This guy Ned is like sulking about it, mm-hmm. yeah, and like depressed about it. Yeah, he's yeah, he's like, oh shucks. Oh man, <laughs> I get no bacon. He's over there like uh, Jesse's girl, but I was trying to make I it wish like I had bacon's girl. girl. Yeah, oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what he was doing. But uh, yeah, who's the first person to get killed in the movie? Do you remember? Aside from the oh, first, apart from uh, Annie in the beginning. Aside from Annie and then the first people. Yeah. I think the first person to get killed is uh, Ned. Right. Now, here's the funny thing. And that's why I brought it up because I thought so too. He's not getting any. So, you know, the whole like, oh, well, they're sexual and they're having sex and they, because that's why Jason died. Like, poor Ned. <laughs> maybe didn't he get sexually any. assaulted Mrs. Voorhees. <laughs> like, maybe he tried to put he's the like, moves on her and she's like, like Come like, here, let bitch. me show you something. <laughs> yeah, she's like, bitch, I am so sorry. I am not here for that right now. He just died. He just died. Yeah. And, um, and but yeah, Alice, you're right. too, like, though, Alice was never like a slut or a thought or whatever they call it these but, days. But so, Alice, so this is where before all those tropes became tropes, right? So, Alice had relations with that camp, camp with the camp owner and she was the final girl. Okay. Meanwhile Ned died a virgin as far as we know. Mm. As far Poor as we know Ned. so did Brenda. Poor Ned. She was chased also. Brent Brenda didn't die a virgin. She probably has had a Okay, f- in the a virgin as far as in the movie we didn't see them have sex. The only ones no, that were sexually you... active the only ones that were sexually active in the movie, like actually having sex, are the first two kids that were trying to get it on, and then Kevin Bacon and Marcy. Okay. Like nobody else. But if else... you come up with strip poker as your like go-to thing, strip monopoly, monopoly, whatever, yeah, you're you're you've been around the block once. I once. kind of like that all of them were just casually baked the whole time. Yeah, I love it too. <laughs> Stoner movie. They played into the weed thing in one of the later Jasons where they had like a really like big stoner or somebody. I don't know. Whatever. It's, they, like it's they got hard. out of hand Ever since on. the scary movie franchise came out, I'm like, I can't remember what is actually a scary movie and what is and from scary yeah, movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. So many spoofs. Um, what are you, so there was something I remember you brought up. This might be going a little bit closer to the end of the movie, but I just feel like it's okay. We can just jump around and talk about whatever. It's something you brought up while we were watching it, which had to do with the ending. <laughs> oh, you mean the Savini split? The Savini, the Savini <laughs> split. But I also thought about it more and I know that you're right, that there's some like. A glitch in the matrix. Yeah. A glitch in the matrix there. But with that being said, if you go back and really watch all of the effects back then, and I'm not knocking Savini because this was groundbreaking well, shit. Yeah, but, but they're, they're all they're dated, little... and that's okay. But this one is more of a physics question. I know, yeah. So the knife through the neck 
and the angle and so the which knife way it goes. Com- the, the, the machete comes at her like as if she's swinging with her right hand to hit the left side of her neck. But the chop mark starts on the right side of her neck. And if you play it in slow motion, it doesn't match. Right. There's you know, already so a chunk out swung, this side. And yeah, she uh, should yeah. have swung the opposite way. I gotcha. I That's gotcha. all it is. So Savina is, Savini is still the man. Absolutely. This is not his Absolutely. fault. He's not the one that swung the wrong way. No. But when I watched it this time, though, and I'm not knocking it, but I definitely clearly noticed more of the special effects. Um, well, Like, for example, the skin tones being different mm-hmm, colors mm-hmm. where they did the neck slice and little things like that. It's practical effects. It's not CGI. It's not, yeah. like, the, highly evolved. <laughs> the Kevin Bacon getting the, the Kevin thing Bacon through his neck. The Kevin Bacon one got me because... Uh, got, so the way it kept it, it was a jump scare for sure. Like you forget it's coming, and um, it <laughs> got me, it, and it was awesome. Like yeah, I literally I watched jumped. You jump. Yeah, I know. I saw. <laughs> like this. So so they goes to show that this movie, however old it is, forty two years old, forty two years old almost, forty one, forty two years old. Yeah, is still a good, great movie, and mm-hmm. it still stands, and it'll still give you all the jump scares. Yeah. Yeah, I think that this movie could have been a standalone movie, and that would have been fine. That you know was the what? intention, wasn't it? Well, I don't know. They always say that, but here's what I do notice: that it followed the same thing that Halloween did. When Halloween two came out, it was like it picked up right at the ending. And remember, we just did that with that one movie that we watched, The Descent, right? Yeah. Where it just picked up right away, but then it went flop. So this one, same thing. It really picks up right afterwards, and then there's the whole same character trying, you know, and it like tries to explain and the ah, da, 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 whatever well, i haven't seen uh, the sequels in a very long time well jason is actually there in the second one but he well, wears a jason bag jason is on there as a child at the end of this one right. and he has when he, there's a jump scare um and then it turns out that annie is actually no alice is actually at the hospital and that was a night terror but now it pans back to Crystal Camp Crystal Lake or the actual lake. Yeah. And there's I, bubbles coming out. Now, a lot of questions, but they might be answered for if we ever do part two, but um he wouldn't be still a child. No, and that's what I think part two. Okay, so I've seen part two, and let me just give you a quick rundown. He'd be at least twenty. He supposedly he's so in the second one, it is Jason. He doesn't have the hockey mask. He wears a he bag wears over that his scarecrow head. Scarecrow mask. He looks, right, like? it, yeah, kind of like that, or like what's that one movie? Strange, uh, not Str- uh, Strangers. Is that the one where they have like the potato sacks over their head? Yep. Yeah. So it's like that, but I think the premise of that one is that when Alice kills the mom, Jason is actually watching, uh, watching, yeah. and that's who why he's coming to get his revenge in the second one. Either way. We wouldn't have got to the folklore of Jason that we love and know today with the hockey mask and the machete and everything without all the sequels, including the worst ones. But the first movie is a standalone movie where it really is, It like we said, it has all these elements of Hitchcock and Giallo and uh, HGL. And, and, you know, again, it really sort of solidified the new age of the 80s slasher movie Um and can arguably be one of the most commonly known franchises, you know, of eighties well, yeah, movies you ever of all time. Maybe. Leatherface's chainsaw. You have Freddy's glove. It's the biggest, like a you know, like he's 
you know, they put these two right there. You put there. Michael Myers' you know? mask, and you put Jason's hockey mask. Like, those are kind of like your your legends of horror mm-hmm. from that era. Like, you had Boris and Bella before. Yeah. Boris, Bella, Peter Cushing, uh, Christopher Lee um, before. Now you have these guys. Mm-hmm. You know. Do you remember we saw Friday the 13th, the final chapter, part four, in the, one of those cinematic... Was it a cinematic, cinematic void? void? Was no, it, uh, it was a Camp Void. Secret movie. Oh, no, Camp Void. Camp Void, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, was, uh, that was cool because that was the one with Corey Feldman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he dresses up at the end. He's, like a, he's, he's into like, like movie. I, I beat him by the power of <laughs> Yeah, has special effects. <laughs> he shaves his head and looks like Jason. That one was... was the, so I I liked a lot of the ones in the in between and that was one of the ones that was kind of cool. And yeah, they that had one a, was pretty cool. They had a really cool like killing scene at the end for Jason. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, that one I I was I don't know. I think one of my uh more favorite ones though. So like number 3 is the one where he gets the hockey mask. So you have to mm-hmm. like recognize that as like that's where that's he That's the birth of Jason. The epitome, yeah. Yeah. Well, but, so yeah, I guess I haven't seen them in a while, but I do remember that the second one was the bag over his the head. Bag he was a head. double bagger. Yeah. Did you know there was one that was a co- not Jason and it was supposed to be him, but it was ended up being a copycat? I don't remember. Yeah, there was, I think it was part f- five uh, or whatever. It's like this whole thing where there's a guy who his son gets murdered in the beginning and then all of a sudden there's Jason, but he's got blue instead of red on the hockey mask. And at the end of it, it turns out that it was the paramedic who was the father of the kid who Is, got murdered. No, who became Halloween. The... <laughs> I was thinking, oh, yeah, that's when JLC chops his head off and it's the wrong guy. But that's Halloween. Probably a similar pre- premise. Probably. Yeah. I want, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a long saga, and who knows if they'll ever get around to a 13th one, but... Um, well, with LeBron, they, everything is possible. They definitely, you know, started, like, losing it somewhere after Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X I and all that. I think I know. remember enjoying Jason Goes to Hell, and I think I also remembered as, like, a comedy Jason Goes... Jason X. Yeah. Jason Goes to Hell actually doesn't have a Jason in it. It's this weird thing where he's like the possessed possessed spirit of Jason and he goes into different uh, people and becomes, you know, it's like he can I transfer. I remember is enjoying the movie and the Freddy Glove yeah. came out. Well, the Freddy the Glove is the only part that people really remember. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Case in point. Hell yeah. So, you know, if you haven't seen Friday the 13th and you're like stuck Welcome in a time warp, then <laughs> go see it because it's obviously a great movie in its own. And if you have obviously, you know, have a love for 80s slasher movies, then you probably want to or have at least watched some or all of the uh, uh, Friday the 13th movies at some point or another. So Friday the 13th, for the most part, has been like a new movie every year in the 80s almost. Yeah. And then so it's. Friday the 13th, one, th- one, two, three, the final chapter, a new beginning, Jason lives from 1986. That's when he actually and comes back. New blood. Yeah, new that's blood. That's when he was a vampire. There was one where, that's <laughs> one where the girl's like telekinetic and she can move shit with her mind and shit. Oh. Remember, we, we get that question asked in slash, uh, slash cards all the time. So now you can remember it. One of the Friday the 13th, if you can guess, I believe it's number seven. Okay, so that's New Blood? I think so. And then there's um, part eight, it's Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah. 
And then uh, Jason Goes to Hell the final Friday. And then Jason X, Freddy versus Jason. And then Friday the 13th from 2009. Which one is that one? That's the remake. Oh, was a remake? Yeah, they did the same thing with Nightmare on Elm Street. They did a remake, you know, just like they did with I Halloween. Rem- oh, I see. Oh, that looks creepy. Is it good? Uh, I don't remember it being, like, that great, but the trailer, it seems pretty intense, and Jason seems pretty, like, fast and horrific, like he's going to fuck you up. But I don't remember enjoying it as much, you know. Um, hmm. But, you know. interesting. It's a new line. Yeah, yeah. Um, any closing thoughts on Friday the 13th um, or, uh, it's aces kid. It's aces. Kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I did enjoy it. Like I said, jump scares oh, galore. Let's just br- briefly touch on this real quick. What are your thoughts on the whole Kane Hodder? Isn't that his name? He's the guy who plays Jason. Okay. He's supposedly known to be like the most famous Jason, but I, I mean, like, really, he didn't come into like way later in the, the series, and he only was in for like I think two or three or four movies. Like, but he's like the guy who gets notably known for playing Jason, I guess, you know? Well, I mean, ultimately, maybe it's because he has the most, but I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I, don't, I don't know anything about that, but I, maybe it's just because he's the one that does the circuits. Yeah, that's probably true, too. I I just was thinking about it. It was like he really, like, didn't, you know, like Jason was already established established before he came into the Mm -hmm. picture. And then he also wasn't the one who, like, he's not in Freddy versus Jason. Um, I think he was only in, like, Manhattan and maybe the one before. Yeah, he was in the one before that because there's that infamous bag death. Maybe you don't remember it, but there's a body in a bag and he grabs and slams it against the tree. And then, you know, it's supposedly like... Like he a get, cat? Not that you should do it to cats. Well, <laughs> the, that's the whole thing. It's it's like he gets more slack for that on-screen death when there doesn't show much compared to, like, the hacking and the slashing and the killing. Well, it's, I think it's because sometimes... Oh, the over-the-top gore is obviously over-the-top gore. Like, you're not actually painting the walls red with blood. It's paint. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Um. Well, in, you know... In Tenebrae, right? As an example <laughs> that I was <laughs> referring to right now. Okay. Um, but um, when something is, like, so realistic, you're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. kind of like Hannibal Holocaust again. It's like, those have to have been real. Sure. Right? Yeah. So it, it does it does bring it a little bit closer to reality, and that's why I imagine that would happen. Yeah. I think Kane Hodder probably also has the most, like, significantly known mannerisms of Jason. The movements. No, no, that, that's, that's always been there. That's the soundtrack of him. I'm talking about, like, the subtle movements, how he walks, how he looks at you, that kind of thing, you know? Mm. Um, anyway, I just uh, thought we'd touch on that a little bit. So, uh, would you, I would recommend anybody to watch the movie. I'm sure you would, too, right? Yeah, I, I don't think I know anybody who hasn't watched the movie. However, I would like for you guys to let us know if you've watched the 2009 remake of Friday the 13th and what your thoughts are on that. Because I don't think good I want to watch it unless it's a good movie. I don't want to waste my time. I have <laughs> seen it, and I don't think it's even worth probably watching compared to the awesomeness of what is before. The original was. Yeah, the original again. You know, I don't know. But... If you are just watching the movie to watch everything in the series, then sure, 
watch it. But it's the same thing with the new Freddy movie, Friday uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, Did you see that the, one? Yeah, so like the the latest of the remaking, right? Like mm-hmm. I I don't know however many years ago. I actually enjoyed the realism of that one. Um I did like, I always like, of course, the original uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. But um, I did enjoy that remake because it just brought to light things that were kind of glossed over. The whole pedophile, yeah, um, kid molesting kind yeah. of part of it. It made it more obvious um, because initially, like, it's it felt like the original uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was like, oh, let's make Freddy a relatable character. Yeah. And then... In the remake, he's an actual villain. Right. Like, you're not rooting for him then. You root for him in the original. Right, because... You want him to kill all these stupid well, kids. Well, yeah, but he's also like, scary as shit, He's scary though, as too. shit. And then like, as the franchise goes, he gets hilarious. I think, I think you get on his side more after, like, three or four. Yeah, uh, yeah, he or gets hilarious. Or maybe after two with all the And a little bit more relatable, right? Because you're like, fuck these kids. Kids are the worst, except for mine. And, um, but the, the remake is very much like, oh, this guy's an asshole. Yeah, burn him. Stupid. Yeah, I get it, I get it. Now... You just reminded me about something else. Can we talk about this? You said pedophile, and all of a sudden I was like, holy shit. Martin Sheen and Jodie Foster <laughs> are in a movie together where he's a pedophile? All right, y'all. I what introduced, the fuck? <laughs> I introduced Stefan to this wonderful movie called The Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane. And if you haven't seen it, holy it is Jodie Foster as like a 13-year-old like, girl and Martin Sheen as her pedophile neighbor who's trying <laughs> to keep her as his uh, concubine. That, yeah, it's I can't believe that this is an actual movie. Like <laughs> You guys need to check and that Jody out. And Jodie Foster acts like she's Jodie Foster, Jody Foster at 13. Has always been Jodie Foster. She's always been an adult like prim and proper actress. But you, and uh, Panic Room <laughs> Loved Panic Room. Uh, I don't think I saw Panic Room, but Silence of the Silence Lambs. of the Lambs for sure. Loved it too. But, like she is amazing. But this movie, like also I just... Alphabet Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I can't believe. Like, I mean, well, you know. So it was like a nineteen seventies movie. Do you um, think that? Let's see. Look, I wonder if some of the reason why the movie was made is that maybe some of the people that were behind making the movie were also somewhat, you know, like. Well, so it's in 1976. Um, All these Hollywood pedophiles and shit. Yeah. But like Martin Sheen, I never knew he'd do a pedophile. Movie Lolita is based on the book Lolita. And the book Lolita is um, the story of this guy and his adventures with this nine nine or 13-year-old girl, somewhere along that line, Um, after he steals, after he kills her mother, after he kills her mother and kidnaps her from boarding school and then takes her on as his lover. And it's the story, it's his story as told by himself, the pedophile. Hmm. Um, and it's crazy fucking movie. Yeah. Crazy well, fucking movie. But yeah, it's along the same line as uh, what was it the called little again? girl the who little, lives down the lane from 1976. Girl. Yeah. It's a good that movie. one. We could do a whole episode on that. Yeah, one. We will. It's actually because, really good. I actually but, really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. There's so much that comes up in that movie. Yeah, I barely. I was yes, brief in and out, but also, but also like, 
like trauma and death and murder and well, I didn't um, watch it all the way through. Remember, I was in and out. So elitism. I have to still watch it, so I haven't seen it all the way through. Yeah, through. I like watch I this movie once pieces. every ten years or something because I I forget certain details of it. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot about that. It's a good movie. You enjoyed what you saw about it. Well, I was tied to. Yes, I was like, I got to get up and do something, but I'm going to sit here for another five minutes. (laughs) But it was just like, what the fuck? I mean, they had the, you know, like she was playing this like, I'm a posh 13-year-old girl who my father leaves me alone all the time. I I pretty much can be on my own. And she's like talking with, oh, yeah, I'm telling everybody. (laughs) But hey, I don't know. Great, great movie, I guess, you know. Just reminding me of when we were talking about like Freddy Krueger and the pedophile thing or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, so so check that one out. We'll do mm-hmm. an episode on that, and mm-hmm. this way you know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm serious. We should do Peeping Tom again. Maybe. Well, um, like a redo. It is definitely not up to the audio quality and everything. Yeah, because that as was a our... shitty audio one. Hey, we should look, redo it. We had the spark and the desire to start <laughs> a podcast. We didn't have the equipment. And you know what? For people who suffered and listened through episode one and still are with us now, thank you, we Patty. thank you so much <laughs> because I understand it was a little bit tough. But you know what? It was we, kind of a shit show. Do you used... remember when my bathroom flooded? Oh, I do remember that. I do remember. Yes. That what was episode crazy. was that? I don't, even I don't remember. remember that, but I do remember the bathroom flood. <laughs> Somebody will have to go back and archive and figure out which one it was. But I'm so oh, glad we're not we're not in that space anymore. <laughs> Hey, we did pretty good for recording in my bedroom. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point is, you know, we had a dream. We started it. We upgraded. We've been in a studio. We've been moving studios. Now we've got our own studio. I like this spot. I like it a lot. It's our own little thing, you know. Sure, we can get some more upgrades as we go. We might get better cameras. We might get another microphone. We might do something different with our backdrop or our lighting. But you know what? We can do whatever we want here, and we don't have to pay extra for it. So this is our home base. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. With that being said, thank you so much for joining us here at the Ice Cream Parlor. Yes, absolutely. Um, We really appreciate all the support. Follow us on all of the social medias, obviously. That goes without saying. Just visit our site, icecreampodcast.com. There you'll get various ways of getting into contact with us. Yes. Suggest a movie. uh, Tell us what we got right, what we got wrong, what your thoughts are on this movie. Reach out. You can email us directly through there as well um, and get our social media handles. Yeah, Reach out. Send us some love on Instagram. Send us a comment. Ask us a question. Don't be afraid to uh, reach out to us at all. Um, and suggest some movies. Maybe we can do like a live slash cards thing. Maybe if we get some people involved, we could play slash cards. Let with us some know fans if you want to be in you know? on our first annual yeah. uh, slash card tournament. Yeah. I mean, who knows? <laughs> we should just try it. We'll see. Maybe some people will join in. Might be fun. You <laughs> know? Be fun. Might be. All right. Well, that's it for us today. Yeah, this was a good episode. I really appreciate you going down memory lane with uh, Friday the 13th in my birthday month of August. Happy birthday, Stefan. Appreciate it, Heidi. I'm a 40-year-old, not virgin, thankfully. <laughs> Enjoying but we got life. the chest hair. <laughs> Enjoy- I got the... <laughs> um, Till next time. I say over and out, I guess. Wash your hands. Get vaccinated. Yeah. Stay safe (laughs) out there. We love you. And um, we'll see you on the flip side. Okay. Bye.
Thank you.